Today's episode of The Full Nerd uh, is sponsored by SK Hynix, the maker of fastest-in-class SSDs. SK Hynix developed the world's first 128-layer NAND-based consumer SSD and is the, the world's second largest memory manufacturer. But what really sets them apart are incredible performance at affordable prices, a surprising power efficiency, and five-year warranties. In fact, SK Hynix makes PC World's top picks for best all-around SSD and best NVMe SSD. If you want to grab a gold P31 or S31 on Amazon and give your PC a big upgrade, we have links to it in the description below. In this episode of The Full Nerd, the Roman numeral IV Nerdy Awards. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 162. I'm your host, Gord Maung, with co-host, Brad Charkas. Hey, Internet. Elena Yee is here. Hello, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the vertical and horizontal. Oh, man, I am so excited. This is, this is always one of my favorite shows of the year. We have the 2020 nerdies. Oh, man, feeling, <laughs> feeling dressed up, feeling good. Uh, you can't see it under my beard, but me too. <laughs> nice. Uh, and we got all the friends of the show here to do a healthy debate uh, on mm. the best PC hardware of 2020. But real first, quick announcement. Uh, we finally have merch. It is live. It is available. Uh, you will see some of it uh, in the YouTube channel. Uh, underneath videos uh, but if you want to get shirts uh, and mouse mats then i i'm going to drop a special link in the description below for our design by humans shop so uh, get over there get some new shirts uh, rep pc world and the full nerd in 2021 because it is almost here so i am excited yes i know I what i'm it. doing after the show yeah 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 it's uh uh, Elena and I have been been working on this for a while, so uh, we're we're excited to to get it launching. Uh, I I also got a, a hat. Uh, the, the hat I'm not a hat guy, but the hats are pretty nice. The the mouse mats uh, are actually pretty nice too. So there's cool stuff, cool stuff. Glad to finally have it, but also glad to be here to discuss the best PC hardware of 2020. Um, Gordon, why don't you go over uh, the 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 rules uh, of this? So the rules are basically we put forward our pick for the best hardware of the year. This is democracy, so everybody gets to put in their two cents. And uh, in the end, it does take a consensus vote of people agreeing to what is going to be the best hardware of the year. And uh, after much smack talking by us, as well as by the audience, we will uh, decide what is correct. It's like, uh, what if they had a, a fight on stage at the Academy Awards to determine who got best foreign movie of the year instead, which <laughs> actually would be pretty fun. I, I would enjoy that, actually. Nice. Uh, and also, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to flash the, uh, the, the handy slide here. The uh, eight categories we have for this year are CPU, GPU, case accessory laptop pc game best innovation and worst trend uh and also just to note uh this is this is just the full nerd uh opinions this is not pc world overall in general this is just us hashing it out here live on the full nerd uh and luckily you know because we have an even number 
some of these have been decided. The tiebreaker has been decided by you, the the folks in the chat. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely get ready to to get your arguments on. Are you, are you already trying to uh, trigger Brad by reminding him of what happened with the uh, was twenty eighteen GPU pick? <laughs> we might get there again. We might. I get can't there help again. but literally wince whenever someone brings it up. Like it's not yeah. even like unintentional. I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. No, that's that's that is <laughs> just, one of the failures <laughs> of democracy. I will say. I, I think I this year we'll go by the electoral college system, and since I have the most PC hardware in frame, that means my votes count triple. <laughs> there you go. I like. But that. Mine's the oldest. <laughs> sure. It, it is Seen actually a really good illustration, though, if you think about it, because rule by committee is exactly sometimes gives you exactly what rule by committee you deserve. This, so that's true. I basically brought it down to the level of Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Well, uh, I don't think we're going to be nominating Bodie McBoatface for best CPU. Because, man, we got a lot of good options this year. Uh, Gordon, since you're the CPU guy, why don't you start off with uh, your pick for the best CPU of 2020? Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty clear, and it was a very active year. We saw 10th Gen, Common Lake S. We saw, like, a midsummer Ryzen. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the CPU that clearly, I think, uh, I will argue, deserves this win is Ryzen 5000, you know, namely the four CPUs that came out, 16, 12, 8, and 6. But the Ryzen, say, 9 5950X, which is the top-in-line part, just is, ama is an amazing CPU. We called it the best consumer CPU we've ever seen. And what it essentially did was take uh, wins in areas it has always lost to Intel since it's existed and basically... The one thing that Core had over Ryzen essentially no longer existed in most things, games, a lot of applications, single-threaded performance, a lot you threaded, and it is just a hands-down winner period if you look at performance as the thing you want for your desktop computer. So I think Ryzen 5000 is the clear winner. I did want to give a shout-out to laptops, and I was really torn between Tiger Lake and Ryzen 4000, which was a phenomenal CPU as well. Just want to bring this up here because I know it's going to get squelched. <clears throat> but I think if I had to pick between those two, for most people, what they do in a small laptop, I'm going to say Tiger Lake because Tiger Lake really does bring it on what most people are going to do in a small laptop. And I do think it deserves a call out there. But clearly, for the meat and potatoes audience and desktop, and sockets and RGB land, it's all about Ryzen 5000, which blows everything away we've ever seen before. Yeah, but, but what what part specifically? I, I would, I mean, I always name the whole family because it is, you know, essentially the same microarchitecture. These are just simply changes and nuances to make different prices. Uh, if I had to pick, I would say the Ryzen 9 5900X, you know, is sort of my favorite because 16 cores is a little hard for everybody to justify. 12, I think, is a really good step up over the 10 core Common Lake S part. And, you know, it leaves you a little room to go to the 16. But yeah, if you if I had to pick one, I would say the Ryzen 9 5900X would be my favorite of the bunch. Okay. Okay. I dig it. Uh, Brad, uh, you, you want to go next? 
Yes, I agree with everything Gordon said. I actually feel like the fight in laptops is much more interested and heated than it is on desktops right now. Uh, but I agree with him uh, that Ryzen 5000 easily earns this award, deserves this award, because this is the first time in 15 years that AMD isn't the best value pick or the best budget pick or the best pick with compromises versus Intel. AMD Ryzen 5000 is just flat out the best processor you can buy right now in the categories that it competes at. And that hasn't been said in a very long time. Uh, I actually wrote down Ryzen 5 5600X for my pick because I don't consider $750, you know, 5950Xs to really be consumer parts. I think the 5600X delivers spectacular value. It's faster than the 10900K in games, even though it has fewer cores and whatnot. Uh, but considering, you know, that has been 15 years since AMD's, you know, come close to this, I think that I would be down for just saying Ryzen 5000 as a family, like Gordon suggested. I think it's just they earned it this time, despite the $50 price increases. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. All right. Elena, uh, what are you going to throw your head in with? Well, everyone pretty much said all the things that I was going to say. Um, and I think almost because I, I have a feeling which way this vote is going to go, I'm actually going to nominate something different just so <laughs> that it gets a shout out. Um, I would like to forward, hmm, I guess it's going to be the top of the line. So it's the 4900HS. So it's a laptop heart. Ryzen. Um, and I, I just, I think Tiger Lake is great. I don't disagree at all with anything that Gordon said. I, I want to forward the Ryzen 4000 parts though, because I think it's really important for us to have competition in that space. Like we said this time and time again, over the years that Intel may have been losing ground on the desktop side, but they were just so strong in laptops and there wasn't anything that was coming out from the AMD side that was really challenging them. And I feel like this is the first year where we finally saw it. And I think that's really important for consumers to have that choice and have that competition because it leads to better innovations. It leads to faster innovations and it leads honestly to lower prices. You get more bang for your buck. And so for that, I am nominating one of the Ryzen 4000 parts. Ryzen 9 4900HS, which is their 35-watt uh, TDP part like that yeah, so it's, more, it's meant for chunkier laptops. It's meant for more A power little laptops. chunky. And, you know, and I, I would actually – it's one of those things where I think if you had a choice between a Comet Lake um, H laptop, one of those old 14 nanometer, you know, 8-core Intel parts, and a Ryzen 4000, it's no contest. <clears throat> and gaming laptops, yes. Um, assuming you could get it paired with the GPU you want. But I, I think for most of what people – that's why I was really torn because I think Ryzen 4000 is fantastic in those, you know, gaming performance laptops with paired with the GPU. And I think Tiger Lake is, frankly, awesome on its own. It stands <laughs> on its own. It doesn't really necessarily need with to be tied with the GPU, although I guess it could be pretty cool if it was. So I'm really torn between those two. Well, I I did it for you, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Got you covered. I think it's very telling that Intel's striking back with Tiger Lake specifically in laptop first, and that tells you just how important these Ryzen laptop chips are. Yeah, and I think it's definitely people – yeah, and it is extremely important because you know, laptops, you know, people don't realize this, and you're, our focus little 
desktop world, but laptops are, that's where the money is. So that's where the bacon comes and that's what it's going to get service first. And you know, uh, Brad loves bacon. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all do. <laughs> Even yeah. vegetarians love bacon. Yeah. We've talked about this. Uh, so the chat is uh, kind of split a little bit. We, I mean, it, but the thing is, it's it's pretty much all Ryzen five thousand. Uh, but yeah. there, there's a little bit of delineation between fifty eight hundred X, fifty nine hundred X, fifty six hundred X. Nobody's going for the top end uh, part, but I, I think there's a a, a little bit of. Uh, trying to figure out what what's the best value i guess <laughs> out of, out of those uh i mean uh, me personally i w- i was coming in with the 5800x uh because that's probably what i will put in uh the next video editing system that we're going to be building hopefully next next year i think the the jump up is uh worth it uh for the price and i mean that eight core 16 thread like oh boy yeah i would love to be able to use that uh geez so i I, I, but the thing is i mean i i mean i guess i get have we ever really like voted for like a family uh of parts i'm I'm down for it we have before actually yeah like i think we did that with like what ssds one year it was like kind of like a group I mean, there's no hard and fast rules. We're oh, making no. this up yeah, on the fly. Yeah, which is, yeah. is the best part of it. It's <laughs> the forming our traditions. And the, and the plus, I, I think one of the issues with picking a particular model is especially now, especially now. But the models really are tuned for your needs. I mean, mm-hmm. the 16 core is not as popular because most of us are, you know, frankly not 3D renderers. So I understand that. And then some people are like, you know, six cores for just for a gaming rig is all I need. So I think it's a little, a little silly to just sort of focus on, on one particular model when it really is the whole family because it's, you know. Well, how about this? It, yeah. Is there any Ryzen 5000 model that you wouldn't pick uh, or that, that you would pick an Intel chip over? Well, I mean, that's the interesting thing is you, as you get down to those six core, those lower thread count limited parts, you don't get that advantage necessarily that you're getting at the higher end with, with Ryzen. And you could legitimately make an argument that if you're really just just building a gaming box, so a Ryzen 5 5600X for a gaming box, are you really going to feel that different over a Core i5, you know, 10, 600K part? You know, I mean, is it going to change the world? I agree with that argument. And some Intel has dropped prices to make its parts more appealing, especially in that niche. Uh, that being said, the fact that that's the very thing that used to get said about Ryzen has now been flipped, and now that's what you have to say about Intel. Eh, you right. won't really feel the difference. That's why yeah. Ryzen 5000 deserves the win. It does. I think, yes, clearly <laughs> it does, because I, we're, talk, we're using the exact same language which people called excuses we would make for Intel. Mm-hmm. I mean, for AMD to make for Intel, because I've argued that if you're playing 4K games with your high-end GPU, it going to make no difference what CPU you buy for the most part. You're so GPU limited. So it doesn't matter, right? You could do a, you could do a 3000 Ryzen part. So yeah, I, I, it's just, that's, that's why to me, there is no question that it's going to be Ryzen 5000. I think we're just sort of Ryzen 5000. That's my vote. Yeah. Okay. I, well, the the last thing, and maybe I'm sure this will come up in GPU as well, but I I, I have to mention it. I mean, we, nobody can really get their hands on this stuff, though. 
Yeah, we'll I cover mean, that in the worst trend area. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, I, I got to, you know. The problem, I was thinking about that when I was going this, because like, right, like a 3600 is still a very good part of Ryzen 3600, but you can't even buy those now. So I was no. going to try to pull a fast one and be like, oh, buy last gen, but you can't buy last gen either. So. <laughs> and you've seen the prices on the 3600 part? I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy, crazy, right? It kind of goes up and down. It's like, <sighs> it's really just dependent when you can grab stock and where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, but I think my problem is it kind of goes up and down. Really doesn't really like really. You're going to pay five hundred and fifty dollars for a thirty six hundred X. That's just sort of like that's not up. That's like <laughs> well, that's like know, out I of mean, the atmosphere, and you're on your way to the moon. I mean, that, that's know? scalper pricing. Like I'm looking at PC part picker right now. Thirty six hundred is showing at two thirty two, which is a little inflated, but it's, fifty bucks more than it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think Ryzen. AMD earned this one, and we should give it to them. Yeah, well, and I don't think availability should factor into yeah. it at all. Okay. In, in the current we'll address that separately, as Brad said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we have the- to give it to it all its merits of performance and the whole history of, like, the thing that kills me, I was looking at reading my review recently, and I've forgotten, like, Renoir, which I've just kind of run out of habit because it's just always run so poorly on AMD. People get on my case, like, oh, you shouldn't be running it, you know, but... Look, it's actually outperforming core in a benchmark it's has traditionally lost Intel on. So it's just <laughs> a stunning turn of events. It just you can't you know well, uh the, the chat would like to throw one more in there. VC gesture gave us five dollars, thank you, and he said uh this is this is the moment where Kanye jumps on the stage and says, I'm gonna let you finish. Uh and somebody else, uh oh goodness, said uh that Apple's M one chip would like to also uh you know, get a shout out. Yeah. yeah, it deserves a shout out, but it's not going to win. No, <laughs> this is the fun. PC hardware full nerd award. So, <laughs> I mean, we talked a lot about it, though. It, it could change mm-hmm. the landscape even on the Windows side. Uh, no, it won't. It, won't. <laughs> it will not. I can just tell you, it will not. Let's just let's be honest. The answer. Let's do some analysis here. Supercomputers come back. It said no. It will not. <laughs> Okay. All right. Then, uh, Very definitive. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't want to say never, but let's just say never. I mean, you never <laughs> want to say never, except when you say never. No, it will not. Just fundamentally, there's just different. It's it's a part built for a different world that's not going to. No. Okay. All right. Then, uh, then I, I think we're, we're all, we're all good then. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to flash the, uh, the award slide up here. The best CPU of uh 2020 is uh the amd ryzen 5000 series all of them they all win big win for amd love it awesome but just to be nominated means something oh yeah congratulations <laughs> apple just to be nominated no was, i didn't nominate great. them i did nominate tiger lake and oh. ryzen 4000 and so did elena so just to be nominated got it it was it's weird because it's been such a weird year but it's been a great year for pc hardware as we'll oh. see as we keep going through all this yeah, definitely. Fantastic, right? Well, I, and I think, uh, yeah, there's there's probably a little bit more back and forth going to be going on in the GPU space. So, Brad, ah, yes. as our resident... I'd rather go last so I don't influence y'all. I want to hear what people have to say. Uh-huh, sure, okay. Then uh, Gordon. 3200 G. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to go? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, thought go about this, I thought about this long and hard, which is all of about 10 seconds. I decided <laughs> the NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080 is deserving of the best GPU of the year. 
I, you could argue the whole family, like we just did with CPUs, but I do think that 3080 hits that sweet spot of just amazing performance. Finally onto a new process and it's got, it's got it all. It's got it all. Okay. 3080. That's, that's Gordon's vote. <laughs> Elena, I think, I think oh. what we know what you're going to do. What? 3200 G. <laughs> Brad's going to somehow find a way to make it from New Hampshire to San Francisco in record time to, just to throttle me. It'll be like the Jane Silent Bob movie. Just a fist comes in from the side. Yeah, that'd be hilarious, actually. Uh, probably painful for me, but still. Um, you know, I actually had a really hard time with this category, like a super difficult time. And I was actually hoping that Brad would go first to save me the trouble of having to really make a hard choice. But now it's all exposed. I want to hear wow. it now. I can go. I can go if you want. It's okay. I mean, we're going to have to vote anyway. So I can just throw something stupid out there and then I could immediately abandon it. Um, Gordon's face is beautiful right now for I audio listeners. Know. What could it be? Well, so here's the thing. Like, it's, I was having trouble deciding, period, because there's just, a. I mean, if we're picking a specific gpu there's a lot it's kind of like ryzen 5000 where it's like there's a lot to be said um for like different cards at different price points you know depending on the audience and for me just to pick one was just a hard thing to do so like as you pointed you out love for them the, all you love no them all. i don't love them all actually but i do love more than one <laughs> so um 3080 like as you already outlined all the reasons why that one deserves a nomination but i also think you know 3070 and 3060 ti for their respective price points also you know deserve a shout out and then on the flip side the 6800 xt and 6800 also great cards i mean i really i love the fact that again similar to the whole laptop things that amd is back and able to compete in that space again i really think that you know, having, like I said, I'll, I'll, it doesn't sound like a broken record at this point, but competition is really good. And and I know there's been a lot of uh, fuss over the ray tracing things. I'm sure everyone who's watching and is, you know, part of our space knows exactly what I'm talking about. That said, I still think rasterization is super important for a ton of people. And so even though the AMD cards aren't as strong on ray tracing, they still offer a lot to the people who are okay with not, you know, having the absolute latest and greatest features. So there's just, I can't decide. <laughs> I can't decide. I think if you really pressed me on it, I'd, I'd nominate the 6800 XT. But I can't decide, truly. That's really where I stand. It's really interesting, right? Because when we started this, it was clear, like, hey, this is the best chip you could buy. This is the best chip you could buy. But what we praised Ryzen for when it came out is like, hey, now there's options. Now you can really tailor mm -hmm. things to your needs, which is great for people out there buying stuff. But it really makes these award shows hard. <laughs> Super hard. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think 6800 is, is it is, we welcome AMD back. I mean, competition is good for everybody. That's what's so great about it. So I don't think you should, I don't. I don't think you should feel bad to nominate 1600. I mean, I don't feel bad about that. I just feel like mm -hmm. it doesn't encapsulate everything that I just outlined. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. if someone were just to look at like our nominations list and they would just say like, oh, Elena went for that. 
that's all she cares about. And it's like, no, I mean, I, I, I can see a bigger spectrum than that. It's not reflected in my choice. <laughs> Uh, well, we did get, uh, let's see, we got uh, $10 a little bit ago from Frank, PDX42, uh, says uh, that they're, they're casting their vote for the age-old GTX 1080 Ti. <laughs> uh, Hall of Fame. That's, that's in the Hall of Fame next year. I know, right? Yeah. Hall of Famer. We should. Yeah. We should. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? It's still a great card. Still, people, mm-hmm. people still using it. Uh, you know, and, and I... I tell you, I really wanted to go with the the uh, sixty eight hundred XT. Uh, it's AMD's back, big Navi. You, you have something at the high end to compete. There's legitimate choices at at, at the high end. Uh, but me personally, I I would never use that. I mean, we've talked about the AMD versus Intel stuff. So I have been using this uh, thirty eighty that that Brad had sent along, the EVGA for the Win three Ultra. Uh, so that that's the only one I've, I've literally been able to touch uh, of the new cards. Uh, so yeah, I, I would go in on the 3080. But there are uh, somebody uh, gave a shout out for the the uh, goodness. It was a, a 3060 Ti. I can't, I can't remember. I'm sorry, I can't find it again. But there there was a, a specific version of a, a 3060 Ti that that some of the people in the chat were excited about, and also in the chat people are excited about the 6900 XT. Mm-hmm. Go figure. <laughs> so what you so Elena, I think she's throwing in for six eight hundred XT. I'm not mm-hmm. I chose sixty eight hundred XT. I Okay. So six nine hundred XT is a very good card. I I just think in terms of what it's doing for the space, like it it's not it's not gonna have as much of an impact, I feel, as the sixty eight hundred XT, which is why I chose that card instead. And Adam, you're you're picking thirty eighty. Yep. Okay. I'm, it's funny because usually I'm. If you go back and look over these shows, I'm usually either the budget king or the performance king. Kind of a deal usually catches my eye. But this time around, uh, I, unlike Adam, have actually tried all these graphics cards and played games with all these graphics cards and many variants of all these graphics cards. And out of every single one I've reviewed so far. I think we're up to seven new models so far this year, something like that, which sucks when you consider that only one of them is under $500. But that one that's under $500 is getting my nod. The GeForce RTX 3060 Ti, $400 theoretical MSRP at retail. Uh, When I go there and I think about all the other graphics cards out there, uh, each of them has a significant flaw in some way, in my opinion, even though they all rated very highly. There's something you could say negative about each of them. Uh, the higher end GeForce cards, it's like, what do you mean they only put 10 gigabytes on the 3080? For the Radeon cards, it's like, what do you mean I'm paying, you know, $800, $700 for a graphics card and I can't play Ray Trace games at 4K? Like, each has very strong pros, but each also has, you know, significant minuses that can make a difference. To me, the GeForce RTX 3060 Ti is virtually flawless for what it's trying to be. It is an excellent, excellent, no compromises, 60 frames per second plus graphics cards with uh, all the eye candy turned on, except for ray tracing and cyberpunk. Uh, it's a very, very good ray tracing performer. Uh, it supports... DLSS 2.0, which I consider a game changer. Uh, and that eight gigabytes of memory, people might go, eh, you know, we had that on cards a few years ago. Like we had a discussion a little a couple of weeks ago, but uh, 
I mean, that's what you need for 1440p gaming right now. Uh, to me, as I look across all those seven or eight cards that have been released so far this year, the RTX 3060 Ti is the only one that's perfect for its price and positioning. You don't make any significant compromises on any front. Uh, and, you know, at 400 bucks, if you can buy one, it's the most affordable option this year as well. So I just can't think of anything bad to say about it. It's only 12% slower than the uh, 3070, but it costs 25% less. So <laughs> it's just, it's a winner. I think the 3060 Ti is NVIDIA's answer to AMD being surprisingly strong. They're like, oh, we got to, you know, stop the bleeding here. Let's make the 3060 Ti be real badass. And hopefully AMD can't catch up with that. Hmm. So that's two for 3080, one for 3060 Ti, and one for 6800 XT. Do we go with pure democracy on this one? I, you know, I'll tell you, Brad makes some very compelling I, he, arguments. He really Are does. He really does. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm willing to sway my vote because that, that does make sense. I mean, there is that on the 3080, that, that 10 gig limit. I mean, while it's not a. I mean, it, it depends on on just how fe- you know future proof it's going to be. It is smaller than you would want it, especially for that price. So, extra two gigs would have made a big difference. <laughs> but let's remember, it's GDDR six X, whatever six X. Yeah. So super duper high speed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's very fast. That's what part of what makes them able to game at four K so well. The the Ampere cards. So mm-hmm. it's not really clear that having a larger frame buffer would change things in any of the games made now or probably for the next couple of years true true uh, I just, i'm I, saying adam stay with me 3080 <laughs> is the card to be at it's really just sort of like the pinnacle of of of, of what you can get uh without going crazy and because yeah, uh, i mean yeah nobody nobody's gonna sit here and say the 3090 is i mean sure it's it's the top end card but it's just like eh, that's you know that that's just so they could have something at the top end. I, but. I do want to point out that we do have a very separate process of nominations versus voting. So true. Even though we have two nominations for the thirty eighty, it does not actually make it the winner automatically. <laughs> very true. Yeah. What's, I didn't know we did. We have an audited process. Well, because we, 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 we know we, we got to hear we got to hear the arguments, right? We hear um, the arguments, then we all vote on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I could abandon ship online immediately if I wanted to. Yep, yep. It okay. is cheaper, Elena. It is cheaper. <laughs> okay. AMD deserves a lot of credit for being where it's at, by the way. Now that we're talking yeah. through the CPU and GPU, like, it's crazy that AMD, not crazy, but, you know, very awesome to see that they've toppled Intel and are going toe-to-toe with NVIDIA's highest-end GPU, like the 6900 XT. We don't recommend pe- most people should buy that. But the fact that they can take down NVIDIA's $500 more top-end card in some games, like, it's been a hell of a year for AMD. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's, I think we shouldn't, that shouldn't be dismissed. And I think maybe it's a little hard to not be biased. Not necessarily, I'm not saying bias against AMD, but bias against the lack of cards out there. And I think if 6800 XT had come out and just simply like you could just shake a tree and it was falling out of the trees. And like, I think the reception, it would just, it feels hard. I mean, it was hard. It wasn't hard. It wasn't easy for anybody, but like some of these AMD cards are just hard to get for harder to get. And I think that's, it's colored a little bit for me. Cause I mean, if 6800 XT had come out and 
man, all day, every day, everybody had it. It would probably feel a lot different, but yep. yeah. it does, it is, although, it does color it. Although Rick Elder in chat, YouTube chat points that, out yeah. that the uh, 6800 and 6800T, if they weren't compelling, he wants to know, would the 3060 Ti even be out by now or priced so well? Yeah, it's a good point. But yeah, no, it's a good card. They're all great cards. They're all this great cards this time around, which is great. It's very different from the Vega days. Uh, and uh, John Dokic says uh, it's 2020, so why not just give AMD the awards? <laughs> so. But I really, again, I really, I just really think the 3060 Ti is the one that fits its niche perfectly. There's no asterisks involved. It's the only drawbacks I had about that in my review tied directly to NVIDIA's Funky Founders Edition. Like, I hate that 12-pin adapter, and it was a little bit loud compared to some aftermarket things. There was nothing wrong with the actual graphics card, the GPU itself. Like, to me, the configuration, the setup for that is, like, perfect for what it's trying to be. And I can't say that about any other graphics card out there. Did, um... Oh, wow, I, I totally just blanked on the question I had. <laughs> yeah, well, you while, did. You're, while you're thinking about it i'll read the super chat from vc jester <sighs> so vc jester gave us another five dollars thank you uh said best gpu this year is consoles they come with a free cpu and ssd hey. he's throwing in all these contrary picks and i don't hate them <laughs> <laughs> nothing is as bad as 2018 <laughs> it'd be interesting if you could take your console Plug it in through Thunderbolt to your desktop computer and just use the GPU on that would it. That be amazing. <laughs> and then have the storage, act the storage, and my I we use console as an eGPU. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be actually super funny. <laughs> uh, actually, I, okay. So, so I, I remembered the question uh, that I, I had. What, what's uh, so? Um, how does the thirty sixty Ti stack up with the uh, twenty series card? Like, what's it? What's the? It is uh, slightly faster, like a hair, like marketing faster. Let's call it Marketing's than faster. the 2080 Super. So the 2080 Super okay. was eight hundred dollars and the second fastest graphics card in the world up until the launch of the 30 series. So six months ago, this would have been faster than the second fastest graphics card in the world. Okay, ah oh, man, it's it's just all right. It well, brings it. I, Why I, does everybody do the Jedi mind trick on Adam every time? <laughs> I, well, let's, let's, it's let's cheaper. Let's let's, it's let's, Adam. let's do a vote. Let's do a vote. Gordon, what's all what's right. your vote? Now that you've heard all the arguments, I have heard all the arguments. They are all <laughs> compelling. But let oh, me tell you, the thirty eighty does everything. Four K gaming, ray tracing performance is spectacular. You get the more popular CUDA and NV Ink engines. All that goodness wrapped up into an amazing graphics card that you can arguably say is the first NVIDIA card since maybe in a while that deserves an, an 80 series model number. So I think that should not be ignored. I don't disagree with that because the 2080 and 2080 Super were not that great. But I'm just saying that the 3060 <laughs> Ti also has NVIDIA and all that stuff, so... Uh, there's one thing however that the 3080 cannot do and that is play doom eternal at 4k with nightmare settings because it uses too much texture uh which is the concern with it only having 10 gigabytes of memory so on the radeon cards they can handle that because they have the bigger memory buffer 3060 ti gets my vote because for what it's trying to do 
you don't have any complaints about it. Okay. Elena, what's, uh, what are you throwing in with? I want to go last. I okay. want to go last. <laughs> uh, I mean, man, I, Gordon, or yeah, 3080, Brad really is giving some, <laughs> some good, some good things here. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick with the 3080 because I feel like that is, is just the high end pinnacle card. It is what exemplifies this, this new, uh, this new 30 series generation and, yeah, I mean, sure, it has it has that one flaw, but it's not it's not a deal breaker for me. So I'm sticking with 3080. Elena, she's gonna oh, game so, it. So Brad is Brad has cast his vote and he's sticking with it. I guess yeah. like his okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm throwing my lot in with Brad. I want, <laughs> I want to make this. I want to make this go to chat. Yeah, the math is some oh, people it's... just want to watch the world work. It's, <laughs> it's just lower costs. Okay, it's then. not lower costs for me. It has nothing to do with the cost. It's what Brad. the card is trying to do. I'm not <laughs> saying you, Brad. <laughs> true, true. All right, so then, yeah, let's put it to the chat. Uh, chat, let me know uh, in in the comments. Thirty sixty Ti or the thirty eighty. What's uh, what's your vote? Uh, we did get five dollars from Aquatic Borealis. I like that name. That's a good one. Gave us five. Canadian dollars, I guess it is. And said, what about cloud gaming? You don't have to buy any hardware. You can get high-end rendering uh, without buying a new card. Which, I mean, maybe maybe it'll be in best innovation. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But I, I don't think it quite applies to this one. I Yeah. I, so many people are having, while the chat's getting their votes in, problems with Cyberpunk. Because it does not run very well on older hardware. I did an article about it. I talked about it a bunch on here. I'm not going to keep beating the drum, but I'm just going to say again, give it a shot. If you already bought it on the PC on GeForce Now, NVIDIA's cloud streaming service, you'll get 1060, 1080p, 60 frames a second. You can turn on ray tracing if you you know buy that upsell. And it ties into the game that you already purchased on Steam, Epic, or GOG. So it's worth giving it a shot if your hardware is not you know, up to snuff. Yeah, definitely. And stay away from the Stadia version. I, I, I downloaded the Stadia version just to... Uh, to see how performance was over there, and it does not Ooh. connect to GOG Took one platforms. For the team, right there, dude. I did, yeah. I did, yeah. J- just to see, just to see. I, I got that. They sent me that free Founders Edition pack, so I was like, all right, you know, I'll try it. But it doesn't connect to to GOG. Like, yeah. I can't get my cloud saves. And I was like, nope. The Stadia what? is a console in the cloud. Oh my god. Well, at least, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, come on, yeah, come on. Anyway, uh, it looks like the votes are in. Uh, Lena, you can check my math, but it looks like to me. The 3060 Ti is the one that that it, uh, and and it's it's pretty close though. It's, it's pretty not close. Like, it's, it's pretty not close. like a clear yeah. absolute winner. But uh, between YouTube chat and I'm also looking at Twitch chat right now, 3060 Ti seems to be edging it out. We even have one from Mister Mean, Mister Mean. I don't know. Uh, it says 3060 Ti, and I own a 3080. So, <laughs> <laughs> Although I will, I will say that even though even though we were trying to go between these two choices, we did have people in chat who were saying 6800 XT still. So. Oh, great yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there for should sure. be a an award for you know improving. Co- I mean, this is this is awesome, right? Having AMD right there with Nvidia is is awesome. If you could get the things, right? And yeah. it's, it's funny. It's, that really has colored it for me. One person actually said specifically in their answer, 6800 XT at MSRP. <laughs> that makes a big difference. Uh, yeah, well, this is well, kind of like what yeah. we were talking about with consoles, right? Like if you play 1440p gaming, 
6800 series does that better than RTX 30 series. If you like ray tracing, you got to go with the, if you like it's coming to GPUs now too. It's just which is good. Okay. All right. Well, makes but, these shows hard. Before I flash up this slide, two questions for you, Brad. Uh, is is TI uh, is it 3060 TI with no space or is there space? Space. Okay, so there's space. <laughs> Second question: Are is it specifically the Founders Edition? I, we should have got into that. Uh, we should just do just 3060 leave it TI. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Then uh, I will right. uh, flash it up on the screen. The winner of the best GPU of 2020, according to the Full Nerd Crew, is the NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3060. Ti, look at that! Wow, the uh, the chat has spoken. And if if you missed if you missed being here live to vote, uh, you should you should show up because it's uh, always a fun time. <laughs> that was a very uh, maybe polite way of being yeah. like sucks yeah. to you. Yeah, sucks. You know, I'm sure there's people you know, listening to the podcast right now just yelling at us. How could you do this? You're screwing over so and so that if this you're upset, the thing. you yeah. needed to be here. This is why <laughs> democracy only works if you show up. Sure. Uh, before we get to the uh, the next category, uh, I want to go back to uh, this slide and uh, thank SK Hynix for sponsoring this episode. Uh, Gordon, as I was uh, reading off the uh, um, the the ad read at the beginning. Uh, I, I think a lot of people might be curious to know why it's the second largest memory manufacturer when like you, you don't you don't hear a ton about them right like what's like how are they the the second largest memory manufacturer there i mean they they've just been because i mean you know memory in nand is generally you don't you buy memory that is labeled corsair or g skill and you generally don't pay that close attention to the actually memory underneath it. And Memory Maker, uh, you know, SK Hynix has been around forever. They've huge. It's a huge memory maker uh, that is, I, I can't remember when they incorporated, but they've been around and in the PC for a long time. So, yeah, it's a real brand. And now we're actually sort of seeing that as we've seen with other brands. Where it's like, you know what? We sort of need to push our own name out there instead of just kind of letting all the, you know, the the, the module makers get all the attention. So Yeah. And and uh, I know, you know, in, in talks with them while we were uh, figuring out sponsorship stuff, uh, they were talking about, um, you know, the, the, the fact that they're really focusing on just these two products, the P31, which is NVMe, and the S31, which is the, the SATA. Um, uh, 2.5 inch drive uh, because uh, you know they, they really want to focus their efforts their engineers know uh, that this stuff and and they just really wanted to hone in on on having these options uh, and kind of set them apart from them working on other uh, uh, drives so yeah there's something to be said for having a very focused product lineup right you only have two things to worry about and make them the best you can make them up out of what you have. It, it's what I've always learned about watching uh, those those uh, those things where like Gordon Ramsay goes into a restaurant, like what is it, Kitchen Nightmares or whatever. Gordon Ramsay goes into a restaurant. And one of the first things he's just like, you have like eight pages on your menu. You should just focus. Yeah. Just make the best things that you can make. Don't don't serve I was everything just under thinking the sun. About restaurants too, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> So yeah, uh, in- interesting. Uh, okay, so anyway, yeah, just wanted to. Thank I will them say, again. Jack in the Box is an exception to that rule because they have <laughs> everything at Jack in the Box. True, true. <laughs> so yeah, thanks again to SK Hennick for for sponsoring this episode. Uh, now let's get back. Uh, I'm going to flash the slide on the screen again. The next topic for the 2020 nerdies is 
PC case. Uh, and I, I want to go over to our resident PC case. Uh, oh, I'm going to go first. Uh, I feel like I yeah. should go last, kind of like Brad, actually. Oh, really? Because you don't want to you <laughs> don't, don't want to inform everybody. Okay. okay. I'll go first again. Yeah. Then this is the Gordon, Gordon has show. no fear. Yeah, go for I it. I have no fear. And here's, here's, uh, I really appreciated the NZXT H1. Uh, it's that, it's that console that basically Microsoft ripped off to make the X. It's the PC case that Microsoft basically ripped off to make the Xbox. I love that because building in a small form factor is, has never been as easy as that. And I really do think it, it really makes me think, and I know a lot of case manufacturers are very hesitant to do this, but to have basically a purpose-built case with pre-wired power supply, pre-wired cooler for the case is something I'd like to see done even more because it really just, besides making it really easy to build, I know people are upset that that takes away some of your choice, your freedom of building stuff. As long as they follow industry specs, but they still make a case where the, everything is just pre, pre-wired, pre, you know, and the exact case length, the exact uh, hose length for the, the uh, cooler. If they could do something like that, I think it's, it's really nice for people who just really want a beautifully, you know, clean computer. So, and I think the H1 really sort of exemplifies what could come in the future? I mean, it's small form factor, so it makes sense to do it there. But there's no reason to say, hey, we're not going to do this with our other cases, too, where you get our cooler and our power supply. Everything's set up for you. I, I totally forgot about that one. That is that is a good one. I actually, that was, that was in the consideration for my picks as well. Uh, the reason I decided not to go with it was because they had that issue where some of them were like catching fire and they had to recall them and they yeah. put the sales yep. on hold. So that was, that's a big, it's good for them that they, you know, put the sales on hold and they're refunding people and they're fixing it and rolling it back out. That's good. That's what you want to see from a company, but that's the reason I'm not nominating that. Uh, well, I so actually, I just want ahead. to bring up the, that what that was, was a screw in the flexible, you know, PCIe cable that was just, you know, a little too long, a half millimeter too long, so short, right? The fix is basically them sending you two new screws. So that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad at all. Like you, uh, you don't have to send it in. Uh, they're, no, they're no, just going to send you a repair kit. Yeah, you just oh, okay. you just remove the screw and you put a new one in. So, and then of course, new ones will have the updated screws. So, just so <laughs> well, people aren't afraid, these things are, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah. That is on my short list. I agree strongly for all the same reasons that Gordon said. Uh, I actually haven't had a chance to play with, I think, any new cases this year. It's just been a real weird year. Usually I have cases in here. I'm building stuff. This year's just been real weird. Everything's coming out all at once at the end, and I haven't built a lot of PCs. Uh, so the case that I'm going to nominate, although I am very likely to follow whatever Elena's lead is because she is the case guru around here, uh, is the Fractal Design Meshify 2. Uh, I really love the original Fractal Design Meshify. Uh, I believe it actually won Best Case Award on here a couple years ago because I liked it so much and convinced y'all. Uh, this is basically that, but with a mesh front and different you know, tweaks on the inside just to make airflow better, improve thermal design. So they're taking a already great case, making it cooler. I mean, what more do you want to ask for? 
I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, man, I totally forgot the, about that H1. Um, but yeah, that, that wasn't going to be, be my my pick. Uh, we got a couple things in the chat real quick before I get to mine. Uh, we got uh, Willow Jiggy uh, thrown in for the uh, Corsair 4000D. Uh, somebody else said that one as well. Tequa Sean said uh, 4000D Airflow. Uh, Flash Photo had a good one. Best case, reusing the shipping cardboard box. I saw that one. That was pretty funny. That's a Gordon one. Uh, The Fantex P500. That one. (laughs) Which uh, is what I have my video production box in, right? The Uh, P500A. Oh, 300. 300. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, Good case. Good case. I like it. Uh, Al Bundy said, be quiet. Base 500DX. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The uh, people thrown in for the O11D Mini, of course. That's not a Mini. Borea Zero said that. Uh, (laughs) But but my pick is going to be one that I haven't built in. But I've I've seen it in person, and it is the Cooler Master Masterbox NR200. Uh, personally, because it's it's one of the first small form factor cases, other than the H1. The H1 definitely got me interested, but this one I was like, wow, I I could definitely see myself building in this case. And it's not too small; it feels just about right. It's definitely small, but it feels just about right for for what my needs would be. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I'm going to throw in the uh, NR200. All right, it's my turn. Yep. All right, so I'm going to kind of take the long route to getting to my nomination. So, take your time. Uh, it might be music that plays you off the stage, though. So. <laughs> I'm the presenter. They can't play me. They can't push me off the stage. <laughs> I've got my little... I, oh, next year we should have little cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, a sealed envelope. We <laughs> <laughs> should have little cards that we're reading off of. So this was known for... Yeah, anyway. Um, so cases this year, well... If you've been following it, you do know that it's been the year of airflow-oriented cases. So, I mean, people have mentioned them already in the in the comments. You know, you have the Purebase of 500DX, which is an airflow version of their silent case. You have Corsair's 4000D, the airflow model. You have Leanne Lee's uh, Land Cool 2 Mesh, which is really well regarded. I think that's that one has like 200 millimeter fans at the front, which is pretty awesome. I haven't been able to get that one in yet, uh, mostly because of my schedule, but I do want to look at it at some point. Um, and then there's been just like uh, also a lot of love this year, I feel like, at least in more of a mainstream perspective for small form factor cases. So, you know, you have the, the H1, you have the NR200, um, and and. Arguably, even though it's not a small form factor case, the O11 Mini kind of fits it just because it's just, I mean, it it gives you a ton of room for a mini ITX board to do whatever you want with water cooling. And again, it's, it's definitely not under 20 liters. It's like twice the size. It's like a 38 liter case. But I feel like in its heart, it's, it wants to be a small form factor case. Like, I mean, if you compare it to the other O11 cases, it is the it is the littlest of them. So, in its heart, it's like I'm small. And um, maybe, maybe they'll come out with a O11 uh, micro. That that'll be the truly small form factor case. That would be 25 liters. Yeah, so, <laughs> still still kind of junky. Um, so there's just there was really actually a lot of like a lot of great things in the case space this year. Like I there's just no way that I could do all of it. I wish I I wish I had more time in my schedule for it. Um, like even like stuff like the uh, the Cooler Master was it MB three eleven L or whatever that crazy. They're almost as bad as monitor names. I swear <laughs> to God. Um, 
it was like 60 bucks and you got this like micro ATX case with addressable RGB fans included, which I thought was kind of amazing. I just, and then if you, if you're building in these cases, they've gotten so much better. Um, they, they, case manufacturers are really up in their game with where you like things route, how, how easy it is to get parts in and out. It's really thoughtful. I mean, even even the crazy low end budget case I used during last week's live stream, I fully anticipated having to get a band aid, and it was like no rough edges to like stab me and otherwise mutilate my fingers. So good times. <laughs> All right, I feel like I've talked this up enough. <laughs> All that said, my two choices for nominate the nomination boil down to the O eleven Mini. And the NR200. And the reason I picked those, even though there are, like I said, a lot of fantastic uh, mid-tower cases designed around Airflow this year, is because I, I, like, to see a, I like to see a little bit of innovation. You know, um, and I will admit there's a little bit of that uh, in the pick here where it, I want a little bit of that wow factor. And um, the Airflow cases are great, but I'm not sure if they necessarily like knock your socks off because a lot of them are kind of... Uh, imitating the same design you know like it's almost standard now where you're like where well, you have a shroud for the psu to hide it and then you have like a certain amount of space in the front for your radiators and then you have a couple of like different mounting points for you know an aio cooler or you know actual custom loop stuff and it's pretty straightforward but the uh, 011 mini it's modular i love the idea that you can put anything from an atx board down all the way down to a mini atx board you get a lot of uh, say in like where you can place all of your cooling um you get you get a lot of say over you know uh how much you room you want to leave for yourself for that cooling um and it's a great showpiece case you know like if you really want to go like full like i'm trying to think of a family friendly family friendly phrase for this if you want to go full (laughs) bore on this (laughs) um, then like you can just bling that thing into oblivion like you just have all the flashy lights and it'll look amazing but i decided not to go with that as my nomination because I feel like it, it really makes you have to choose some form of water cool, liquid cooling, right? And that's an expense that not everybody will want to pay for or can pay for. And that's why my pick is the NR200. So it's the same as Adams. And, I, and it's, he actually outlined a lot of the reasons why. At $70 MSRP, it really makes small form factor builds a lot more accessible to people because historically, small form factor is quite expensive. Like the mini iTex boards are already in a higher in price. And then if you like start looking at cases like what the Dan cases and all the other ones that are a little bit more niche, you're paying like $150, $200 for these cases. And so I feel like somebody who might not like have a lot of space, like let's say somebody in a dorm, they can't afford to necessarily put that much money into a build. Um, but the NR200, like it feels really nice to build in. Like it doesn't have like, a, it doesn't have like a cheap plastic feel. It is really easy to build in. I think it's laid out really well. And again, that price is fantastic. So for this year, my vote is NR200. And I feel like uh, if I could stump harder for it, I would. But now I've run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Huh? Nice. I'm the only one who picked a full tower case or mid tower. <clears throat> Interested. Uh, well, the, there was another nomination for for a full tower. I, I just didn't know if it was too soon. VC Jester uh, put in his two cents and said Steve Burke got a mesh mod. So he nominates him. 
Too, too soon. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but all right, yeah, isn't all right. that does that count? That's messing up your out of the box thermals, isn't it? So. <laughs> yes, you don't. Well, I will say. Oh, speaking of thermals, the one thing I was going to say where it's like H one was pretty great. The reason it didn't enter my uh, my considerations for small form factor was not just price, but the fact that thermals are so bad, <laughs> even without the potential fire. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, well, I mean, j- just like just like everything else we've talked about this year, this this is a great year for PC hardware. I can make I can make this easy. Uh, I can give democracy rule and say I agree with the two of you guys and R two hundred or whatever. Okay. Right. <laughs> Gordon, great. can can we make it a, a, a perfect vote, or are you still sticking with H one? Uh, I mean, I, it's far more traditional to go with the nr200 so i'm fine with that too i mean it's it's a i it's a it's a good looking case as far as accessibility which is very important in small form factors which can be extremely frustrating for a lot of people right it's no fun to build the small form factors so other than the h1 where they are using the integrated um you know approach to make it easier i i think that's the other way to go is just something a little bigger. Although, you know, I think sometimes people are a little too focused on airflow these days. It's called, back in my day, it's called take the side of your case off when it's hot. And that ruins the H1. Like, the H1 looks fantastic. And yeah, it doesn't I mean, look the same if you pull off that glass panel. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's on any case. I, I do think that... Gordon's I, I, solution to everything is just taking apart. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just that's the way it used to be. You just t- took the side off, right? I mean, that's just, that was a classic way to do it. And, and I, it is, yes, it, it's not optimal. Uh, it would be better if you had better airflow. But, you know, He's, sometimes I think people realize if you're not chasing that 5%, 3% even, then it's, it's, it's not going to, like, these things are not going to stop working. So. He's talking like he takes the case side off to improve thermals, but it's really just so he has room for all his, semi, his non-modular power supply wires yeah. to <laughs> stick out the side of or, it. I've seen, I've seen the lab. <laughs> or, to, or to tape his cooler to the top. <laughs> it works. Yeah, no, I mean, that works. <laughs> but no, I... I, I, yeah. I mean, These are all good our, cases. And our, they're all really good cases. I mean, it just goes to show you that, you know... You would think they can't get any better, but they continue to get better. So the mechanical design on these cases, the forethought that is going into them is just amazing. I was thinking a cool thing. I was trying to buy an original in-win case from like the 1990s, and they look beautiful in the day. Of course, today you would just think it's a, a boring beige box. But back then, they were the rage or even one of those old chief techs and just like, and build in one of those old things because people sort of, they need to see how far we have come. You know, just as much, as far as we've come with CPUs and GPUs and storage, you would think something as boring as a mechanical design, mechanical engineering hasn't moved any in either. But man, today's cases are just so much better. than they are. This I think so this was good. the most like interesting year for cases that I can remember since we've been doing this at least. So it might not get all the headlines like the CPUs and GPUs and consoles do, but there's been a lot of innovation in cases this year. Yeah. Uh, w- when they come out, because a lot of them were announced at <laughs> CES and they just barely came out. <laughs> but they're so sophisticated and they look so good and they just all come together beautifully. Whereas it just like it used to be like your day job was just trying to make the thing not look like, you know, a bundle of wires. And now 
You could half think about it and it looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, cable management now is so easy. I, I honestly think that it's a shame if you don't cable man- like manage your cables because it's yeah. not like before yeah. where it's like, oh, I really I figure out how to like tie these off. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Then, uh, I think we have the winner, but before that I do, uh, Dustin Patrick said, uh, they threw in their nomination for the ML, uh, 311L ARGB. It's under the tree as an upgrade for my daughter's PC. That is awesome. That's a, that's a great Christmas present. Love it. Uh, you should, if you're, if you're in discord, you should, uh, you should post a picture of that in our battle station thing. I I would love to see after it's all said and done. Uh, so, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to flash the slide here. And the winner of the best case of, uh, 2020 is the cooler master master box NR 200. And I think I spelled it all right. So nice. Cool. Uh, let's keep chugging along. Uh, accessory is always a fun one. We we always get some, uh, out of the, out of left field oddball kind of thing. So, Ooh, yeah. Speaking of which, can I go first this time? Do I it. I don't think I've gone first yet. <laughs> do it, do it. All right, so this is called The Full Nerd, right? So yeah. I've got the nerdiest-ass recommendation for my pick for this, because this is the only year I'm ever going to be able to nominate this. Okay. To me, 2020's best accessory is clearly the year of the HOTAS, or HOTAS, however you want to pronounce it, hands-on throttle and stick accessory for flight simulators and sims obviously microsoft flight simulator is a big part of that yes and that has taken the world by storm rightfully so but beyond that you can also if you invest a hundred you can invest a lot of money but mine costs like a hundred bucks if you take your hundred bucks you can also this year star wars squadrons came out mech warrior 5 came out the epic game store put elite dangerous up for free a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago or something like if you want really really immersive gameplay from a flight simulator thing this is the year that of the hodas and i just gotta toss that hat in the ring hmm, that's a good one uh, that that's is a very good one that's better than mine <laughs> uh-oh uh-oh what, what do you got although i think mine's is pretty good and let, let me make a strong argument for this one because like uh like a meteorite that only circles the solar system once every 20 years or a thousand years this year this moment in history right oh, now go. i got i try to do matthew mcconaughey but i can't you got us this moment in history right now the best accessory for pcs and pc gaming is the mcdonald mcrib because you can get it right now <laughs> you can't get it probably next later next year it'll be gone <laughs> right now is your chance, gamer, to get your McRib sandwich. <laughs> the quintessential cyberpunk companion. What does okay. it do for your for your for your, your thermals? For your thermals, something related to PCs. <laughs> it, Fuels you know, that, your late that, night gaming sessions. Yeah, that barbecue sauce just uh, makes the uh, the fans uh, a lot smoother, quieter. You know, you just you, you use it as lubricant. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's worse, trying to clean up a PC after that or after doing a mineral oil build. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Or I haven't heard that in a while. Uh we have a Pure Track 06 just said uh the accessory of the year is bots buying all of the the yeah. PC I hardware. actually thought of that for a hot second. Wow. I was like, mm, I don't want to condone this, but <laughs> 
Oh, we got an interesting one from Sam. Uh, they want to squeeze in the, the Leon Lee Unifan 120 for an accessory. That's the one we saw at CES, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, you know, my, mine, one, mine is also kind of... Ah, there, there's a couple that I really wanted to, to throw in there, um, like serious ones, like, it, but they're, they're more just for, for fun. Uh, my first one was the PS5 controller. Even though I don't think it's a great controller for the PC right now, it's one of those ones where I love that controller and I want it to be supported on the PC. Uh, I, hopefully, hopefully Sony will come to their senses and, and have full uh, support. But uh, at least for the time being, there are people on Steam trying to make some uh, some mods work for it. Uh, so I'm, I'm not I'm not going to throw that one in there. Uh, what I am going to throw in in there is is because of this year, because I'm at home, I, I I turn off my PC whether I'm working or playing a game, and I pretty much go right on the other side of this couch, sit on. Uh, <laughs> sit there watch a movie or something and play on my nintendo switch for me the nintendo switch has been the best pc accessory wait uh, i thought it had to come out this year does it have to come out i thought it had to come out this year no it's just what's your favorite 2020 there's no Uh, hard and fast rules wait this is not been around for a while too Uh, true yeah in the mcrib (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this year but it has been wait, out before wait man if it's i had known this batch. i would have had so many more different <laughs> suggestions to work with uh Elena, well, the mcrib is the cheapest of all these accessories <laughs> i if if i had to pick something uh from this year uh actually willow jiggy uh, uh dropped it in the chat the uh elgato wave 3 microphone i i've actually been really pleasantly surprised with this microphone uh and i and i do love it uh, uh also i mean uh, somebody said this earlier webcams right are the big accessory of the year uh the, actually uh, somebody uh so uh uncle elias on twitch actually just said that the accessory of the year were cam links <laughs> right yeah cam links obs right this is the year that i really have mastered obs uh geez yeah so there's there's a lot of stuff to throw around here but i'm i'm, I'm sticking mm. with the switch because for me it's like the ultimate ex- like pc gaming is best when you also have a nintendo switch to to I've... move away from your your desk I spent way more hours on my Switch this year than I ever have before because, yep. like you're saying, I'm sitting at home on my computer. I mean, when I'm done and I want playtime, you know, I go sit in my chair with the Switch. Yep. All right. Uh, Elena, what do you got? All right. So I don't know. I forgot who it was in chat, but they, they basically said exactly what I was <laughs> going to say, which was Leanne Lee's Unifans. I love this idea of modular RGB fans so that you don't have to deal with all the freaking wires <laughs> when you're trying to do cable management and, more importantly, figure out how you're going to get your motherboard to accommodate all those connections because not every case comes with a controller. <laughs> so, oh, also, baby plug for tomorrow. I. If everything goes well, I will be building for finally with the Unifans tomorrow. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. Yes. That's everything awesome. Goes well. That is awesome. Another thing that got uh, we saw at CES and it's finally yeah, it's, <laughs> arriving. Well, it came out this summer. I just oh, it did. Uh, yeah, I, I'm oh. really sorry, Leanne Lee. They sent it to me <laughs> like at the time, but I just haven't had a chance to to build with it yet. And I I finally have the 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 right case for it. So 
tomorrow's build should be fun. But that uh, would be my pick for a thing that came out in 2020 because <laughs> I thought that was the restriction on this. McRib came out this year, Elena. The McRib came out this year. I'm not year. saying anything about you, Gordon. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm having words with Mr. Murray here. I, you know what? And I have to say, I, you've convinced me to switch from clearly one of the best things ever, which is the McRib sandwich, a cultural phenomena, to uh, to support the Leon Lee fans because RGB fans and the wire ex- extra wires they bring with them they suck. So oh, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you on that. That that is that is definitely I think uh, uh, something I can get behind. I I really I mean we have to bow to the will of the people of course, but I really really am behind my pick as I obviously would be the Hotus flight sticks like. Any other year, like you're looking at, hey, I got this. What can I use with it? Oh, you can use it from 1997 Flight Simulator. Uh, there's this one weird indie game that you can play and, you know, maybe have a fun time with it. This year is the year to me that HOTUS, like, that was what? Star Wars Squadrons, Elite Dangerous, Flight Simulator, McWarrior 5. That's what? I was counting on my fingers, but I forgot to actually count them as I did it. Four or five games uh, <laughs> that are big that you can actually use this investment in and it adds a layer of immersion that you just can't get. And it's what you need when you've been stuck in your house for months and months and months, I think. So I, I've been getting a lot of use out of my Hoda stick that I haven't gotten. I've had this thing for seven years and I pick it up occasionally this year. I picked it up again and again. I, you know, Brad, I'm kind of with you on that. So my Microsoft Sidewinder Force Feedback 2 from the 1990s Old actually school. works in uh, in squadrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, it's a flight stick I got in the 1990s. So <laughs> I'm kind of with Elena. That doesn't seem right to uh, include that. It should come out this year. As somebody who nominated the McRib... Which, is, it which was came a, out this no, year. No, no. It, it had been in select stores already. It's not like they it went away. They did not freeze them in some Indiana Jones warehouse and release them every 10 years. These no, no, are a fresh batch, I this, think. <laughs> okay. Oh, or, well, technically, every, every single McRib is one that's made in 2020. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> well, yeah, you hope. Uh, okay. Well, then I, I guess it's... Uh, I guess that's it. I guess it's the Leon Lee Unifan SL120, right? Well, wait. Did we actually formally vote? Like, we only, right now, we're like, we're like, we got two for the Unifans, and you're still in Switch World, and Brad is in Hotel. That's democracy. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we well, well, plus also the chat. That was sort of nominated by somebody in chat, so yeah. I I think that's uh, that's three. Uh, well, three out of technically, five. there's there's people, a lot of people in chat, like in the Hotas. Uh, recommendation uh but yeah okay let, let me see if i can uh spell this all out right the only why are you figuring why are you figuring that out i was actually torn i was sitting there thinking about it between hotas or uh just you know a steering wheel racing setup because it's been a big year for sim racing you could even see like the pros doing it on tv so it's just been an exceptional year highlighting the versatility of what's possible with pc gaming that's mm-hmm. i just that's part of the reason why but the Hotus, you know, like I said, the four or five big games that came out. So that's why I got um, my Also, while Adam is doing that, I went back and I calculated it. I apparently cannot do an off-the-cuff read on chat 
poll voting because it was not nearly as close as I thought. So uh, of all the votes I captured for the 3060 Ti versus 3080, there was 45 people who voted for the 3060 Ti in chat. 16 who voted for the 3080 so that's not close at all whoops <laughs> and then there were still six people who voted for the 6800 xt <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice. love it that's probably the breakdown of how many 3060 ti's to how many 3080s were you know, actually sold in yeah. supply and how many 6800s <laughs> uh so somebody does say who is it um uh, FX in the chat says wait uh, the the unifan is not an accessory it's a pc part I'm gonna say this is this falls into accessory. I mean, it's. I mean, like, that's fair. Yeah. Like, are we? Yeah. But like, what? Like, well, if we're talking about the switch as an accessory <laughs> or the McRib at this point, Whoa. I feel like I can, <laughs> I can, I can push a piece of cooling that some people never actually buy extras of. They just take whatever comes with their case. Ooh, ooh, man! Wow, Wasan makes a great point. The uh, this full nerd, uh, full size uh, mouse bed is uh is is out in 2020 i should have nominated that <laughs> oh, missed opportunity for to promote oh. our own merch and marketing Adam. loss jeez all right no, well yeah. as you can all tell everybody we are none of us are in marketing yeah. <laughs> uh all right i'm gonna i'm gonna flash the screen up here the winner of the 2020 nerdy for the best accessory uh is leanne lee's unifan sl 120 i think i wrote it out properly if not, sorry, Landley. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that's disappointing about that thing is that there's not a 140 version mm. yet. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I hope so too. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's keep it moving. We're we're halfway done, and now we're we're kind of getting out of the the pure PC building realm and into some other things. Uh, next up is laptop. Usually, a, a one we kind of lean on Gordon for because uh, he does a lot of laptop reviews. But Brad, you've you've been reviewing laptops uh, plenty this year as well. Um, yeah. Well, I've been testing them. I've been so busy with oh. GPUs. A lot of the reviews haven't actually come out. Uh, but I've actually been testing a laptop that I'm blown away with, and I'm hoping I have a chance to do a formal review soon. If not, I'm going to point to this a lot. Uh, the <laughs> HP NV15. It's technically made for creators. Uh, it's a beautiful, thin, like less than an inch, lightweight uh 4K AMOLED display, you know, just a beautiful portable laptop. Uh, but they managed to cram uh, t the Core i7 Intel chip in there along with the GeForce RTX 2060, ostensibly to work, you know, accelerate creative tasks. Uh, but it makes it a very good gaming laptop as well. So obviously I don't render videos, but I use it for work when I feel like sitting upstairs. I use it for gaming when I'm close to a plug. And like the screen on this thing has to be seen to be believed. It's the 4K AMOLED is super vibrant. It's 400 nits. It feels like it's like right there at the edge of the glass in the way that new iPhones do as opposed to older phones kind of a deal. And it's just beautiful. Uh, has a hundred percent DCI P3 color gamut, ten thousand to one contrast ratio, glass trackpad, like it just feels awesome. And it was only like I think twelve or thirteen hundred bucks. Like it's not outrageously priced. Uh, I'm in love. I like it. I hope I get a chance to review it. it has good port selection. Uh, I actually prefer that screen probably to the two thousand dollar 
G-Sync HDR screen that I'm looking at right now. That 4K AMOLED on this laptop, I prefer. So AMOLED's no joke. I tell you what, yeah. I, I I just got a new video production laptop and it, it has the OLED screen. Yeah. Oh boy, it's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> so it's portable, it's powerful, and it's surprisingly inexpensive for what you get out of the box. HP has a lot of cool presets in its command center. Usually, I ignore you know the laptop you know, different things that everyone loads up. But they actually have really useful presets in there for like, so you can maximize for quietness, for thermals, for performance, depending on what you're doing, because this is targeted towards creators. And they all make tangible differences in the experience. So yes, I've tested a lot of gaming laptops and every other year that I've come to this show, I've come with a gaming laptop as a pick. The HP Envy 15 has just blown me away this year. So that's my recommendation for laptop. Nice. All right, cool. I dig it. Uh, Gordon, you want to go next or Elena? Or? Yeah, so I would nominate the laptop that I, you know, it's not perfect. It's got, you know, it certainly doesn't have the panel of the one that, that uh, Brad was just talking about. But I really think it sort of set the stage for 2020 and what can be done in a gaming laptop, especially a small gaming laptop. And it's the Asus ROG Zephyrus. G14. And, you know, we saw this at CES, of course, with the really cool LED panel. You can do the animation on that. But the real magic of that uh, G14 is it's about 3.5 pounds curb weight. And you get an 8-core Ryzen 9 4900HS, which is uh, one of the reasons why I was kind of holding this, because I think the G14 sort of exemplifies what can be done. It is small. It is thin. You get an RTX 2060 Max-Q with an 8-core Ryzen 4000 in it. And this thing just wailed on everything that had Intel and 14 nanometer written on it. And it's not that heavy. It's really about, what, 0.5 pounds heavier than an XPS 13 with an RTX 2060 in it. Screen not perfect. Keyboard could be better. Doesn't have Thunderbolt, but still, it's just like you are just getting so much performance out of this laptop that is not going to add that much weight in the in your bag over a traditional 13-inch laptop. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm 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 going to go next just because that is my pick. Uh, we were at CES. Uh, I haven't seen too many laptops since then because we haven't been uh, really anywhere. Uh, so I'm, I'm mostly going off of what I saw at CES. And yeah, that, that G14, even though it's not one I would necessarily use, that was the one at CES where it was just like, wow, that laptop is awesome. Like it's all kinds of small it, – it's the, 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 LED, the LED version there is one without the LED uh, – uh, top panel uh but it, it just it made a splash in a way that i'm i'm probably going to remember that that laptop for yeah. for a while like and, and yeah the the first one to really throw in some hardcore <clears throat> specs 2060 the 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 ryzen cpu in there as well yeah that that was that was pretty awesome so i'm I'm throwing in with the g14 well what a coincidence gentlemen because my pick is also the Zephyrus G14, Wait, but specifically, on. but specifically the. I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced anime or anime. I keep wanting to pronounce <laughs> it anime. <laughs> I'm sure they did it on purpose. I'm going to pronounce yeah. it anime matrix um, version because uh, that's really 
what sells it to me where it's like, so you have a 3.5 lap, 3.5 pound laptop. It's got the highest end Ryzen processor, like Ryzen 4000 processor that can kick all kinds of butt. Oh, and by the way, it also does this kind of like random cool stuff on the back lid here, on the top lid here. So yep. for me, it's specifically that model, not, not the plain one, but that yeah. one. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be nice, too. Well, the only- I wanted to call out the NV15 because I've actually used it and I find it wonderful. But my actual pick, if I hadn't used this, would have been the G14. But I hadn't <laughs> used that, so I figured I would let y'all. So I guess that's a clean sweep. <clears throat> that that is thought, yeah, the first clean sweep. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Brad was going to point out the one weakness that it's just so not 2020, which is no webcam. Yeah, I don't care that much. So, yeah. No, I did. Yeah, I. Everyone is getting a cam link to hook up to a DSLR anyway. <laughs> the, the, it was so funny during the first few weeks of uh, staying at home because there were people tweeting. They're like, I've been working at home for ages. And now everybody has like a DSLR hooked up to a cam link for their ring light. <laughs> <laughs> My niece, that's actually what she asked for for Christmas. A okay, uh, ring, ring light. <laughs> really oh nice yeah. hey there's some there's some really good ones out there yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cute um i i, I do want to throw in here we, we had a surprising number of people including sister site MacWorld roman oil is in the chat throwing in for the m1 MacBook. <laughs> yeah no it's, that's could, fair could it, could it win this spot it's best laptop well can it can it run of- steam games yeah, can I run Steam? If we're talking about running <laughs> Steam games, Windows, and actual gaming performance, no. It can run it Steam. Cannot. It can run Steam. I thought they. Uh, well, it can run, run Steam. Steam <laughs> <Yeah>. games. <laughs> In games. Said, Roman just said he say, you guys, especially Gordon, realize that the M1 MacBook Pro is faster than 98% of laptops in 2020. <laughs> How can you argue with that? How can you argue with yeah. that? Oh, no. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> I, I will tell you that the. No, nothing is going to, nothing integrated is going to touch discrete graphics. Believe me, it's just not true. If anybody is on Reddit or whatever saying that right now, it ain't happening. That you, another flood of not... tweets, angry tweets sent Gordon's direction. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, it's not. It's not. Oh real. my God. Roman. I'm glad that did that get good, mentioned Roman. though, because that, that <laughs> deserves to get a shout out, but it does not deserve to win on the full nerd. <laughs> well, definitely oh, not Gordon. for, yeah. I mean, because I mean, this, this crowd skews gaming, and ain't nobody gonna recommend, you know, non, non, in, non x86 for for PC games. It's just not. I don't think it's. You know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my god, I can't get over that. Oh Roman, I yeah, I'm gonna give you a high five next time I can. Uh, okay, uh, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up the slide because uh, no, the, the Apple laptop is, did not win it. Uh, the best <laughs> the best laptop for the 2020 nerdies uh, is the ASUS ROG Zephyrus G14. Uh, what a what a cool laptop! What a cool laptop! I dug it. Um, all right, th- this next one. I think is going to be kind of interesting. I'm I'm really curious to see what people bring, but uh, it's best PC game of 2020. Uh, Wait, so we made it specifically game, not software, because I know we were going back and forth. We were kind of going right? back and forth on it. Yeah, I mean, let's let's, let's stick with game for now. Uh, okay. And and one that it 
it can be it, it's not exclusive to the pc it's just it can be on the pc or it, it is also on the pc uh, and probably runs the best on pc uh but just, just to put it out there it's not an exclusive <laughs> pc game probably runs the best on pc indeed yes <laughs> so yeah let's uh let, gordon you want to go first well, I can't nominate things that didn't come out this year. So, although it was packed, so you can't nominate Halo. Oh man, I'm sorry. You can't nominate War of Warship. <laughs> you can. It's a live service game. Yeah, Why not? It, it, it got, actually it got has updated. been recent. I would not nominate it because just simply the player base is not there for it. It's just I don't even know if it's a game or more of a psychological experiment in madness. So, no, I I could not nominate that. I would say honestly, <sighs> Flight Simulator. I think Flight Simulator was just sort of like, just beautiful, right? It just kind of like also beautiful. Also, the new crisis for hardware. <laughs> no, also, but I mean, also, I I think it's also like uh, to actually have a game where you could be. <laughs> there was that hurricane in Texas, and people were flying around the hurricane in Flight Simulator. It's just, it just speaks to where PC gaming is going. You know, to be able to to rely on real time telemetry from the planet for your game yeah oh pc games in five to ten years are just going to be amazing and it's beautiful with a hotas and it's beautiful with the hotas <laughs> and a mcrib and a mcrib and a hotas <laughs> so you have the mcrib in one hand and the other hand is on the flight stick yeah and then you can look down at your leon lee fans <laughs> no look down look on the side it's, well, it's, it's flight simulator is amazing like it's it's really like back when they were pitching the xbox as an always on console the xbox three one the xbox one uh like this is the kind of game that i think is the ultimate ambition of those goals just not on the xbox or at least not till mid next year uh it wasn't my favorite game as impressive as it is uh, there are a couple, a few games I spent quite a bit of time playing. Cyberpunk 2077. I know it's a lot of fun to hate on that right now. Uh, I'm playing it on a PC, so it doesn't run like butt like it does on the consoles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's running fine. Uh, I've actually had not too many bugs compared to most people watching Adam play it on our YouTube channel. Uh, I've seen more bugs in his playthrough than I have seen in mine. I've had I a love lot of the city, all that stuff. It's not my favorite game, however. Uh, at least not yet. I haven't finished it. Wasteland 3, I really, really liked. Wasteland 2 was our favorite game back when it came out 2014, 2015. I think Wasteland 3 is better than every way. But with just 2020 being what it is, I bounced through a hard off the apocalyptic vibe. <laughs> so I was not able to finish Fair. that. Uh, and tying into that, my pick of the year, my favorite game, hands down, since I can't an uh, nominate Animal Crossing because this is not, you know, full nerd switch edition uh, is Fall Guys. The stupid game show Battle Royale, you know, you'd control a jelly bean that's hooting and hollering, bouncing around against a hundred other ones doing ridiculous like Takeshi's Castle style obstacle courses, fighting to be the top one. I'm never the top one. I enjoy it every time. Uh, a new season actually just came out today with seven new maps I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Fall Guys is not a game I'll sit there and spend three hours playing nonstop, but it's a game that I'd like to spend half an hour plus playing every day if I have an opportunity. And, you know, that's that's the kind of staying power I love. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. We're we're getting some uh, some good ones in the chat too. Ele Elena, you want to go next? I will, but I also want to say this is this is an unfair category. <laughs> 
it's just it's too hard to pick a single fantastic game really given is. like the industry has grown to a degree now where there's just so many great games coming out in a single year you know it's not like these super old days where like you get 12 games to choose from and it's very yeah. clear like which one's the best of them you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so i mean i considered a, a couple um and i i actually really wanted to nominate among us but I haven't played it yet, and I don't think it's fair for me to nominate something I haven't played. But when it didn't I, I've come out seen. I didn't. It's it's been still live supported and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. It's, no, it's coming to Xbox Game Pass too. Yeah. Well, it just year? got announced for the Switch. So <laughs> I just think I just I really like that game for the fact that you don't need incredible crazy graphics to have like an amazingly fun time with other people. Like it really just hammers the fact hammers home the fact that it's who you play with sometimes that really makes the experience. And I, I adore that game for that. Cause I watched the, like the let's plays and like of my friends playing it. So you want to hear it? Can I, can I interrupt you for just a quick minute? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, the game is such a phenomenon that before the schools went back remote, my uh, elementary schooler, the big fun thing to do during recess, uh, during you know recess at school, they would sit there and play Among Us, and they'd all like draw straws. So one of them would turn out to be the the murderer kind of a deal, and they would run around the playground playing Among Us in real life. That's how That's big amazing. of a hit this game has been this year. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Adorable. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I love that. That's great. Um. So that was that was one among the top things, and I, and then I consider Fall Guys, but honestly, Brad, I hate the controls in that game so much. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 kind of clunky. Like, I have it, it's uh, very delayed in the reactions. It feels like to me. So, like, the premise is really great, but I hate the controls so much that I, I like <laughs> rage quit that game after like three tries. <laughs> I chalk it up to like they're trying to make it feel like you're playing as a fat yelping jelly bean, and it feels like that. Kind of like how Gears of War feels different compared to other games. Yeah. But I can totally see where plenty of people probably bounce off of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I get what you're what you're saying. I think, but that's the reason why I never play as Bowser in Mario Kart <laughs> games. Like I I I am very much like a Peach or a Toad. Mm-hmm. A Yoshi type player because I like a very quick, responsive kind of. Uh, interaction with the character mm-hmm. but uh i'm gonna pick something that's very near and dear to my heart i don't think it's gonna win anything but i'm gonna put it out there anyway and for me it's uh ori and the will of the wisps so that's a sequel to ori in the blind forest and for me i love this game because it's just kind of got all the right parts like it's a fantastic platformer and it it's a, a fantastic metroidvania style you know platformer beautiful art direction fantastic soundtrack and and the story of it like i i love this game because it it makes me think of those types of games that actually can be considered art you know like there's it's like any other genre like where it's like movies or books right you have the the ones that are more art and you have the ones that are just fun like they're entertainment and for me this starts to trend into like the art category and i love it for that I think it shows what uh, shows kind of like the the other end of the spectrum what games can be, okay. and it might make me cry now and then. So that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful game, beautiful game. Uh, so I I have a little bit of a list here. So uh, stick oh, with me for, for a moment. Uh, I do want to give a call out some some people uh, in the chat. Uh, you know, are, are trying to 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 get in their picks, uh, including some service games like uh, 
uh, Apex Legends and, and Valorant. Uh, I know those things keep chugging away for, for sure, but uh, I didn't really have much stick time in them. Uh, Valorant's real good. Francis Chin uh, g- gave my little uh, a-, a little nod to the PC edition of Polytopia. I love that game. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to nominate. Uh, pro- one of my biggest surprises this year was XCOM Chimera Squad. Uh, I I loved that game. I man, oh, yeah. I would totally take more Chimera Squad. I I adore that game. Um, I they definitely want to give a shout out to Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two not not new games but a remaster but man oh i love tony hawk and it runs just amazing on the pc like i love it mm-hmm. uh and i i feel like i i didn't get into it as much as i felt like a ton of other uh people got into it but but hades i feel like if 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 hayden was still here maybe that would have been his number one game of 2020 mm-hmm. I, I don't want to speak for him but i feel like that is totally a hayden game uh yep. <laughs> so Definitely a cool game. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to two two games that that got a PC port this year. Death Stranding. I don't think it's perfect, but I love that game. Huge Kojima fan, uh, and also per- Persona Four Golden got a, a, a Steam version, which uh, uh, that's probably one of my favorite RPGs of all time, if not the uh, yeah, but somewhere somewhere in the top three. Uh, and my favorite game that I didn't get to play that I wish I got to play this year was Yakuza Like a Dragon another jrpg uh man but yeah that's that's probably a long one to dig into uh so for me it it boils down to two the game i probably put the most time into is call of duty warzone well no i mean the expansion was awesome i i I do like control i know i just (laughs) you go to it so often i just couldn't help myself (laughs) uh no call of duty warzone almost every weekend i team up with with uh willis and luis and and we we get a a a, at least one or two matches in and just it's been my go-to in 2024 being able to group up with friends just bs play some games uh and yeah I've, i've had fun with it but it's it's not perfect uh and yeah, the the one I'm definitely going to nominate is Flight Sim 2020. I've never this was my very first flight simulator that I've ever gotten into. Uh, and not only is it fun to poke around in there, I, I did a stream where I got to visit some of my old childhood homes in Germany, which was super fun. But uh, like somebody else said, maybe I th- maybe it was Gordon. I can't remember that it. This is this is like the new crisis. This this game is punishing, uh, and it doesn't even have ray tracing in it. Uh, so th- this is going to be one of those ones of like oh PC hardware five years down the road. How does it run on flight sim? I don't know. Let's fire it up. <laughs> let's, let's try it out just because it's so uh, intensive. So yeah, it, yeah. I, that's that's going to be my pick. Flight sim twenty twenty. I think it exemplifies everything that is great about PC gaming because it's a great game and also it, it just pushes the, the hardware to its limits. So that's my pick. Uh, you know, I just realized that uh, I should have, for best accessory of the year, I should have just nom- nominated Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been a good one. Oh, no. <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> Too late. Yeah. Don't go back. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> go back. Revote. Recount. No. I, this Not is a category now. This is a category where I would be fine with even just saying, hey, each of us pick one. But I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think Flight Simulator is like everything that we celebrate here on Full Nerd specifically. Like, especially for us and our audience, I think Flight Simulator is as good as it gets as a PC game. 
Yeah, well, and another thing I totally forgot to mention, Half-Life Alex. I wish I had a, a VR headset yeah. to play through Half-Life, Half-Life Alex. I, it's not Half-Life 3, obviously, but I would totally, if I had the space and the headset, I would totally have played that this year. Yeah, we finally got our index, and uh, it looks pretty incredible. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, that was backward <laughs> for a while, huh? Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Uh but- I'll cast okay. my vote with y'all to make it easy, Flight Simulator, because Flight this sim- is the one where it's all it's gonna be very personal taste. And I think Flight oh, yeah. Simulator is, is a good good best pick for the full nerd nerdies. Yeah. Well and, and some somebody was like like how do you compare an MMO versus a single player yeah. game? How do you you know it's like th- this is just for fun, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, or wait, Brad or uh, Gordon, your vote? Yes, Flight Simulator. Okay. I mean it's just you can just see where it's going, where the 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 scope of 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 gaming will get, you know, very very quickly. Nice. All right, Elena, are you sticking with Ori? Yeah, I feel like Flight Simulator is well represented. I, I'm going to speak for the. I'm going to have this stand in for like all the wonderful indie games. There you <laughs> go. Represent. Love it. Yeah, love it. And uh, for what it's worth, uh, you guys are talking about Flight Simulator being the next crisis. This is the year where we got two of those. I think Cyberpunk is actually going to mm-hmm. wind up being the next crisis. That game is ludicrous when you crank things up. Yeah, well, and, and there was people in the chat being like, oh, it's clearly Cyberpunk. But for me, I, I'm still early enough in that I, I, I can't just throw it out there as like, oh, yeah, my game of the year. It's definitely an awesome game. I, I just, yeah. I Yeah, we'll have to see where it goes. Uh, my two favorite games of all time are Deus Ex and Witcher 3, which this is like a blend of that. Uh, I so far from what I've played, I really, really, really like it. Like it's one of my top three games probably of the year. But I don't know if it's going to be an all-time game for me like those other mm-hmm. ones are. And somebody said, uh, somebody said in the chat that the the best game of 2020 is uh, getting drunk on your couch. <laughs> yeah. How's that a game? I don't like know what? what how, how do you? <laughs> tell us more in chat. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I'm going to flash up the screen. The 2020 nerdy for PC game uh, goes to Flight Sim- Microsoft's Flight Simulator 2020. Uh, hell yeah! It did not want me. It it did not get me to want a Hotas setup though. That's 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 a little bit too much dedication to this space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love it. Uh, all right, let's this. The, these are probably so uh, the best innovation and worst trend are the two that we added last year for the first time. I think. Um, no, I feel like I, we've had it more than last really? year. I think I, it's I, been I, two years. Oh. But I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this one because I think this is this is real fun. Sure, it's not hardware, pure hardware related, but it is something that we uh, can get passionate about. So uh, let's start with best innovation uh, in the PC space. Uh, Gordon, you want to go first? Well, I was going to originally say I, I thought ray tracing, hardware ray tracing for this year is going to be the breakout year. But yeah, not going to do that right now. Instead, now hear me out, because earlier I was dissing Roman and Macworld. But I think if you really want to consider pure innovation, although technically this wasn't PC innovation, that uh, the M1 chip in the new MacBook Pro and MacBook Air are deserving of praise from, you know, everyone. I think it's it's amazing what, you know, leading edge TSMC 5 nanometer process can do. Believe me, I've been running some benchmarks in comparison laptops. Uh, Roman's been running stuff as well for me. It is very, very impressive. It is not the flexing you should expect from the 
fanboys on the internet that think it's just simply over and done with. Believe me, that ain't even true by any stretch of the imagination, but it is still very, very impressive for performance, for its thermals, and it is something that should be recognized. Uh, you know, I know I'm a hater, but I don't believe in being a fanboy. And if you ask me, the biggest innovation this year, I mean, there have been awesome stuff with Ryzen 5000, 4000, Tiger Lake, and all that stuff. But M1 really is very different. It's not going to be a PC, frankly. The Mac is no longer a PC. I think you could you could definitely argue. But I still want to throw in to say that what Apple has done with unlimited infinite money is truly pull off something pretty incredible. Because if you look at uh, Mark Hockman's story on our website this morning, looking at the performance of Qualcomm, you know, custom ARM chips on Windows, and then you look at what Apple has achieved with the M1, I think it is very deserving of praise because we should not be fanboys. You should not be beholden to one philosophy, one view of life. And I think it definitely is something that is deserving of praise because it is incredible. Is it something that changes everything and is going to wipe out the PC? I don't think so. Is it something the PC has to respond to? Sure, certainly. Is it a PC? I don't know if it is a PC anymore, but I do think I want to point out that I, I, I think it's very, very impressive and deserving of, of being called out. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sure Roman's on uh, on your side cheering for that one. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> people in chat are too, actually. Yeah. Oh, it, you got to You got I mean, that's the worst thing about fanboys is they color it because they think it. They'll run to one benchmark and think this is it. But let me tell you, it ain't it. There's all kinds of other things you have to look at. But it is. It is incredible, for what from what they have done. At the same time, it is not you know what the fanboys want it to be, which is just. Basically, they ruin everything because you can't really look at it and appreciate it for what it is. It's just simply ridiculous to to cheer for your dumb team because that's all you can say, you know. Okay, yeah, I like it. Well, I like it. Brad, do you want to go I, next? Yeah, sure. So I think it's actually been a super cool year on the innovation front for technologies that let you get more out of the hardware by using smart software tricks and different things like that. Like if you look across the ecosystem, stuff like uh, smart access memory uh, with Ryzen 5000, smart shift with Ryzen laptops, dynamic boost with NVIDIA laptop GPUs, uh, advanced Optimus I've been testing, which is uh, so yeah, with your G-Sync display on a laptop, it intelligently switches between integrated graphics and NVIDIA graphics uh, when you're gaming and when you're not. It sounds simple, but holy crap, it makes gaming laptops last so much longer. It's great. Uh, but for me, I think the best innovation this year is DLSS 2.0. And here's where it really, really sucks that NVIDIA pulled all that dumb crap with hardware and boxed recently, where they cut them off from Founders Edition reviews and were saying they're behind the times because they don't test ray tracing. They don't consider it as much of a priority as traditional rasterized games. Uh, it's been a big mess. You can find it all over YouTube and the internet if you want to. And it really sucks that all that happened because I really do think DLSS 2.0 is a game changer this year and could be going forward. <clears throat> and now it sounds like I could be an NVIDIA shill getting a message from the secret messages they sent to Hardware Unboxed. So that really sucks. So 
with all that out of the way, DLSS 2.0 is awesome. The first uh, version of DLSS, which uses tensor cores inside of GeForce graphics cards, uses machine learning to upscale images to get you more performance with very little visual fidelity hit. <clears throat> DLSS 1.0, that was the promise. It didn't happen. Uh, everything looked like Vaseline was smeared on the screen and whatnot. Didn't run great. DL- DLSS 2.0 came out earlier this year, and it works like black magic. Like, I love it, especially if you're using quality or balance modes. You'll get significantly more performance out of your graphics cards, regardless of whether or not you're running ray tracing, <clears throat> uh, for free, basically, if you have one of these GeForce cards. Uh, it's very needed in some games that lean heavy on ray tracing effects. Cyberpunk, if you max out the ray tracing that, you need DLSS. It's the same thing in Minecraft. Even Minecraft is fully patch race. If you want to play playable frame rates, you need DLSS 2.0. But the technology is so useful that we're starting to see it in some other games that don't even support ray tracing. If you look at Death Stranding, if you look at F1 2020, they put DLSS 2.0 in those games just because it kicks ass. Like, it gives you a lot more frames, and if you're playing with quality or balance settings, you can't see them unless you're pausing the game and pixel peeping. Like, you're looking to see a difference. Uh, And I hope... Huh? No, no, go ahead. Sorry. So, to me, that is the biggest innovation this year. DLSS 1.0 was a disappointment to me dlss 2.0 is a huge advancement in the game changer uh it really sucks that nvidia pulled all that dumb crap with hardware and box is going to make me likely to support gordon's m1 chip vote because that was another one on my short list uh but yes dlss 2.0 is my pick i was gonna ask which cards does that run on uh any rtx cards so RTX 20 series or 30 series, GTX, it doesn't run on. Hmm. <laughs> it seems like there's a follow-up question there, no? There's this a 1080 <laughs> Ti joke. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. No, uh. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not questioning that at all. Why would I be able to run DLSS 2.0 on? Yeah. <laughs> and, and just to, to, to finish that up, I was, you know, trying to figure out a way to word it without sounding irritated over everything going on, you know, in the news sphere recently. Uh, DLS 2.0 is the difference maker for me between uh, AMD's new badass cards and NVIDIA's cards. Uh, like, it really hurts for AMD where you buy a card that's 700 or or $1,000 to play 4K games, and you can't run ray tracing at 4K because AMD does not have a DLSS rival. Like, to me right now, DLSS 2.0 is, like, the key advantage for NVIDIA in a huge innovation. Hmm. Okay. I like it. Uh, Lainey, you want to go next, or you want me to? Um, why don't you go next? Sure. Uh, I, I do have a couple uh, good shout-outs from the chat. VC Jester uh, earlier said, oh, boy. Um, oh, the Q system to fight bots, uh, which, I mean... It's not widespread yet, but that is a uh, that is a good thing that hopefully more companies will uh, will. Uh, you know what sucks about that? It's not even an innovation. It's just that EVGA, EVGA is the only one that does it for some dumb True. reason. <laughs> True, right? Uh, and uh, Sam GH said uh, for pure innovation, uh, their vote goes to Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 because of the fantastic use of machine learning and AI for improving gaming experience. Well. Yeah, well, uh, well said on that one. 
Um, but I, for me, I'm going to go uh, a little bit more in my wheelhouse and say uh, 2020 has really gotten people to care a lot more about webcams, about quality audio on meetings, about quality video. So for me, the innovation of people like upping their game in in the video uh, realm is uh, I just I love it. <laughs> I I mean we we've been able to upgrade everyone's setup at home. You know, obviously uh, Elena, Brad, we got to get that new headset. Gordon's yep. you know doing fun green screen stuff. So yeah, we've. Uh, yeah, I I appreciate that 2020 <laughs> has really propelled quality audio and video there, forward. So that is definitely the silver lining approach to 2020, <laughs> right there. Yeah. On the well, flip side, that means many more people are, are now able to gun for your job in the future. So true. Yeah, bring no. it on. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I mean, if you know, if this gets more people into understanding how video and audio works, hell yeah, I, I love mm-hmm. it. So that's that's my vote. Uh, VC Jester in chat just at just like uh, did a direct message to me kind of thing where he's like, you should nominate the air fryer. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing I've been talking about on Discord where I keep saying like, I think I'm getting an air fryer. <laughs> I still haven't gotten it yet. Um, but uh, okay, so I actually, I had figured that by the time it was my turn, all the big things would be covered and it pretty much been the case, you know. We've already mentioned SAM, we've already mentioned DLSS, we've already mentioned the M1 chip. So I'm going to mention a couple of tiny things. Uh, the, the EVGA queue system is actually one of the things I was going to mention because I feel like uh, almost to pair with what's going to uh, come up in conversation in the worst trend for <laughs> 2020, that the queue system is a, a demonstrable way of combating the whole nastiness with you know demand for outstripping supply and bots um and then the other the other small things were i really dig the whole cross-platform saves that uh ubisoft has been doing at least for like their newer games like i think that just I have always felt like it's not even an innovation, like the same thing that Brad was saying about the Q thing, right? It's like not even an innovation. It's just finally giving us something, us like multi-platform gamers, something that we've always wanted, right? Where it's like, dude, like, you know, maybe I'm going to play this on my Xbox because I'm in the living room right now, but then later I'm going to play it on my PC because uh, I want to, you know, see this particular scene in higher, you know, fidelity, or like maybe I want to take it on the Switch with me because I'm, you know, sitting, I don't know, outside my door so I get some sense of the outdoors. Why do I have to play this game three different times to get to the same spot? This is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you're already getting money out of me three different ways because I still have to buy three different editions of the game. At least let my save carry over. So I, I dig that a lot because I think that's super friendly, at least in that regard for multi-platform gaming. And uh, kind of in that vein, I, it's not really an innovation either, but and it's not new for this year, but I really like how Microsoft is just bringing all the things to Game Pass. Where it's just like, you know what? It doesn't matter where you're gaming, Xbox, PC. There's just a ton of stuff you can play while you're stuck at home. Oh, by the way, did you want to play EA games? That's cool. We got that too. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I love it. And Bethesda coming down the pike. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just yeah, they're just buying everything. Maybe that's the maybe that's the trend I should say. Microsoft buying all buying the game everything studios yeah. <laughs> so that it can get added to Game Pass. I like that. I like that. 
So what, and to sum it up, what you're saying is it's impossible to buy graphics cards, but if you can get one, it's a really awesome time to be a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the best innovation thing is the um, making life easier if you're a For gamer. The gamer. <laughs> yeah. For a multi-platform gamer? Yeah. But just uh, the gamer in general, because oh, the key true. system is really just PC gaming. Oh, true. Uh, I, I will say there is some uh, fun chatter about uh, Gordon's uh, clothing. Best innovation for <laughs> uh, for dressing up for these awards Tie is uh, yeah, Gordon's clothing in front of a nice uh, screen. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's uh, this is a dress tie dye. So <laughs> you know, for for a San Francisco Bay Area, some parts of it that is dressing up. <laughs> Too true. Too true. Uh, and uh, it's a, a funny one that just came in from uh, CPU. Uh, said 2020 innovation, uh, working from home in pajamas. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I've been doing that for years. Yeah. He's, Actually, <laughs> there was somebody in chat who's like, so if if people stood up, how many of you would be in shorts? I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> Plus one sweatpants. <laughs> you know, I used to wear sweatpants to work till I got criticized for it. So you could actually wear sweatpants, pajamas to the office. Classic. You know, it's true. Honestly, the one of the best, the one of the best things about working one in the Bay Area and two in like nerdy industries is that you can dress way down. It's great. Oh, yeah. Apparently, sweatpants violate that rule. I, I didn't realize right. that. Well, you know, Gordon you made him pants. turn casual Fridays into not that casual Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, sometimes you got to, like, find out where your lower bound is before, you, you know, mm-hmm. just dial it up a little above that. In fact, <laughs> it was so casual at our last office. Instead of casual Fridays, we had dress-up Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I was criticized for wearing sweatpants to work. So apparently, even at our previous employer, it was a little over the line. <laughs> So. I mean, they just weren't ready for the era of joggers. That's all. Mm-hmm. Not yet. <laughs> no, but I think they could tell by looking at me and the sweatpants. It wasn't that you just came back for a, for a jog or yoga. It was just <laughs> your lazy ass didn't even bother to change this morning. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so wait, Gordon, real quick. I forgot your, your pick. What was yours before we vote? You know, I'm going to say I, I have to go with Brad. I, uh, well, first, what, what what was yours? I I had forgot. My original one was the Apple M1. I oh, think it, got it, it's got it. well deserving of our praise. It is not what the fanboys claim it is, but it is well worth praise. And we should not be fanboys. You should always respect technology for what it has accomplished. And I think actually, I can. I do think, in the spirit of true PCness, I would say that DLSS uh, 2.0 is. I, I'm with Brad on that. I really. It really does enable gaming at higher resolution that would take a hardware that we're not going to have for quite a while. So, and it's only going to get better, right? As the models improve and everybody else jumps into the same sort of aspect of, of playing at, you know, upsampled games where you can't really tell the difference. That's, that's just the future of PC games. So I can get, I can get beyond that. Well, that's funny. I was going to agree with your pick, the Apple M1 chip. But if I swayed you, uh, I'll stick with DLSS 2.0 well, as just, well. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. Swap votes. Yeah. Uh, I was never going to go for the M1 chip. Uh, and I, I definitely like DLSS uh, 2.0. And I want it to be implemented more in the future. But... Uh, 
uh, I'm going to go with Elena's pick for the uh, for yeah. be- better. Go to chat. Ma- yeah, ma- make it a uh, make it better for for PC gamers uh, or for gamers make in general. Make life easier. Make life gamers. easier. Yeah, which you know, to a certain degree, DLSS 2.0 kind of is right. You know, make makes it easier oh. performance. Shame. Yeah, I guess that seems kind of like picking the easiest thing ever. We're all winners there, basically. <laughs> For me, okay. the reason I didn't pick that, even though I really, really like it, like I heavily appreciate being able to pick up things on other devices and pick up where I left off because I already bought them. Like Elena was saying, I love Game Pass. I've been the biggest Game Pass advocate on here, perhaps because mm-hmm. I know some of y'all love it as well. Mm-hmm. But to me, those like aren't innovations. Those aren't new. It's just like the whole Xbox anywhere. I forget the name the name play of it, anywhere. play anywhere yeah that's been like what they've been doing for microsoft at least is the whole you can play your game anywhere kind of a thing it's just that now we're starting to see the rest of the industry embrace it which i love to see and i think that ubisoft doing that's it fair. can unlock more than microsoft trying to do it alone but to me it's just not an innovation so that's why i stuck with dlss it didn't come out this year brad didn't come out this year no Huh. Well, uh, that's yeah. two two then. That's two two. Yeah. Let's go to the chat. Uh, we we already have some people thrown in for uh, DLSS two point oh. Nader said uh, it's a game changer. Um, yeah, Tony DLSS. Uh, Mike DLSS becomes uh, another Nvidia software move. <laughs> um, it should like NVENC and CUDA and stuff. Like they're putting work into that, and it's. The first DLSS sucked. This DLSS kicks ass. If you have, even if you don't play regions, if you have an RTX card and your game supports it, always turn it on, at least to the lowest setting. You'll just get more performance. It won't affect the visuals. It's wonderful. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're getting a couple uh, M1 votes still, even though it's not uh, in the, in the it's final. Like the 6800 XT yeah. crowd. I wonder what the overlap is. Uh, we have uh, we do have one in from uh, Arnie that says honorable honorable award for uh, reviewers standing up to Nvidia. Uh, Got to get that in there. Um, we have two votes from Twitch chat for DLSS. Okay, yeah, I, th- I think DLSS 2.0. It, it seems to be the the way the the cookies crumbling. So let me uh, let me get that going. And it does uh, suck that Nvidia just did pull all that. You know. Yeah. Some crap with hardware and box that's going to cast a shadow over this because uh, you might have seen me tweeting about it this weekend. Like, to me, as a reviewer, as journalists, the guiding light is you guys. Like, we give you guys good advice. And DLSS, too, the reason it's the best innovation is because it kicks ass. But this casts a cloud over that. So it is very, very bad and very, for many reasons. But NVIDIA just kind of kicked itself in the butt with this. In the, shot itself in the foot. I'm mixing up all kinds of metaphors uh, <laughs> because this does have that cloud over it, and it's unfortunate. And hopefully, they do better next time. Uh, yeah. We do. We do have a couple of votes for air fryer, so <laughs> not in the finale. Uh, okay, then let's uh, let's let's go with uh, 2020 best innovation uh, on the PC is DLSS 2.0 from Nvidia. So there we go. We are to the final final uh chapter of this uh 2020 nerdy which is worst trend and i have a feeling i I know how this is gonna go (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready i'm just gonna throw myself right into this one do it bots 
the worst. And not even specifically bots, but the use of bots to obtain PC hardware. Because bots have been around for a while. And, like, uh, definitely people have said more than once, like, they've seen this on the sneaker side of things for, like, ages now. But I feel like this is the first year we've really seen bots, like, enter the game, so to speak. Enter the chat. If you I just picture Mike Simon be like, welcome to five years Welcome ago to my world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I feel like this is the first time we've really seen widespread use of bots to obtain PC hardware for scalping. And it sucks. I do not like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's, yeah. I'm going to take a step back just a little bit broader, but still encompassing that. To me, the worst trend is you can't buy anything. That's it. I wish I could buy something. I would love to have a Ryzen 5000 system personally. You know, I'd probably buy an Xbox for my kids for Christmas if I could have got one. Uh, everybody wants graphics cards, like regardless of whether it's because of bots, whether it's because of insane demand, whether it's under supply. I don't care. The worst trend is just that you can't buy anything. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take this one step further. <laughs> specifically say 2020 is 2020, the worst yeah, trend right. of Jeez, 2020 well, okay we're done 2020 wins worst trend <laughs> yes no uh but uh you know not buying things is also not something new we've had paper launches before but toilet paper launches uh, a coin term here on the full nerd is uh is my vote for worst trend Meaning these toilet paper launches are things that people want so bad they just can't make enough of uh, that, you know, so it, it's it's kind of in, in the same vein <laughs> as yours, but but a little bit more specific on the toilet paper. Uh, I would love to see worse trend toilet paper launches. Uh, on that slide, so. <laughs> it does encompass everything because you can't buy it. It's a lot of it is because you have scalpers buying it. A lot of it is because increased demand. Uh, so it the, the toilet paper lunch does encompass everything, right? And also toilet paper shortages are a 2020 event. <laughs> so it really is everything. I, I'm with you on that one, Adam. Toilet paper launches <laughs> of hardware, which is not necessarily the fault of the vendors. It's everything. Scalpers, demand, COVID. <laughs> 2020 you know yeah. I, I I can I can get behind that that that's everything that's pretty much yeah okay be hilarious I desperately want oh sorry go ahead I was gonna say it's gonna be hilarious if we put that on the slide and people going back to me like what is that toilet paper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well once, once we get the uh, the the official full nerd merch of the toilet paper launches people will be seeing it everywhere <laughs> so yeah we have a smooth 30 shirt we're gonna have a toilet paper launch. yeah those are those are the next two love it love it <laughs> I I was just in the grocery store the other day and it was empty target empty there's nothing Wait, hold up. I love this one. Matthew Lang, a uh, friend of the show, Matthew Lang says on YouTube, I'm actually surprised that Gordon didn't say the blob for worst trend. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not new. That's been around forever. <laughs> yeah, that's not a lot of 2020 launch. It's still moving, probably, you know? I just never could understand that. Like In like... In horror movie monsters, it's like one is birds. I make... Like, birds are like... How is that even like a monster from a horror movie, right? You just, you just put like a helmet on and a visor and you're like, it's like a bad rain day. Like it's, it's like it's hailing. They're birds. But the blob is even worse because it moves at like a centimeter every hour. You can't get away from the blob. Like it's going to sneak up on you. And it's you like can't this- stop it. I mean, you kind of have some tactics to fight a bird. 
but a blob Mm-mm. there's you like know. the blob is coming down the block it's like oh man i i better have my house move so you call up a house mover they come and they pick <laughs> your house up and move it before the blob ever gets to your house how is that a horror monster i, I, I don't sorry <laughs> uh yeah definitely um yeah, so. I'm going to vote for toilet paper launches because that perfect. I love that phrase and it sums up everything we're trying to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Does, does that, we got any more votes for toilet paper launch <laughs> to put it over to? Um, I guess not. Well, it's so, part of Elena. It encompasses the scalpers and the bots and the, and the shortages. It's everything. It's just simply because we know wait, people are hoarding toilet wait, paper. I feel like all three of you have already voted for it. So I, like, I know, I'm, I'm just saying that you know maybe it could get a clean sweep. <laughs> doesn't have to though. Yeah, it doesn't clean have to. sweep. Independent paper. reviewers here. <laughs> clean sweep. Toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, please give the toilet paper a clean sweep. <laughs> I just, I just, so I just think that. The toilet paper launch thing is slightly unfair to the fact that um, the manufacturers can't help that 2020 has made it so hard for them to produce things yeah. to meet demand, um, which is the only reason why I'm being a little hesitant to automatically. Well, that's the whole point. It. The whole yeah. point of the phrase, right? Because uh, like people were making toilet paper. That was that's where the whole phrase comes from. Like it's still just as much toilet paper is getting made as it was before. It's just that now you just can't buy any. Yeah, and no matter yeah. e- even if Nvidia came out with as as many RTX cards, like double the amount of twenty series launch, triple the amount, it still would have been gone. It still would have been hard to get. It still would have been a toilet paper launch. <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll make it a clean sweep. <laughs> yes, clean sweep for toilet paper launch. I do. Although uh, BC Jester, I love this. He just said Lena's going to wipe out their expectations. <laughs> i like that uh also we uh we we stopped the worst trend uh the the worst trend from happening uh the x-man said the worst trend of 2020 would have been no pc world merch but we've stopped that right at the end uh we've broken that streak uh so Woo. and then uh matthew lang gave us ten dollar super chat thank you so much it's a great show guys uh also looking forward to getting my hat uh yeah i, I remember matthew lang you're you're the the one who was uh looking for a ha- happy birthday by the way uh you're not so. gonna make it a flat brim hat is it gonna be flat brim or like uh there's fur? there's a, there's actually three different kinds there's a fitted hat there's a trucker hat and then there's a uh a, a okay i can't remember what the third one was but yeah i think one of them does come flat uh not the trucker hat oh oh a, a snapback it's, so there's there's a fitted a baseball snapback, there's yeah. a snapback baseball and then there's a trucker hat it's like which, all the cpus and gpus man you got options you, all right, you got okay. all the options uh as long as it's not only flat brim for us older folks definitely so. definitely not no i i couldn't roll like that either so <laughs> okay uh then i am going to very excitedly uh put up this this last slide <laughs> of the uh 2020 nerdies the the worst trend of 2020 is toilet paper launches <laughs> uh, so yeah we did it thank you so much uh to everyone who voted uh and to everyone who was nominated uh but you know it's been a great that's, year that's how it goes I'm, I'm gonna recap it real quick uh 2020 nerdy for cpu goes to amd ryzen 5000 series all of them GPU is NVIDIA's RTX 3060 Ti. Congratulations. Uh, cases 
is the Cooler Master Masterbox NR200, awesome case. Accessory is Leanne Lee's Unifan SL120. We're going to be using that tomorrow in a live build. Uh, laptop is Asus ROG Zephyrus G14, best PC game, Flight Simulator 2020, best innovation, NVIDIA's DLSS 2.0, the worst trend, toilet paper launches. And with that, uh, Gordon, why don't you take us out of here? All right, check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and also please leave us a review on one of those services. Every time you do, uh, a new roll of toilet paper is produced somewhere in the world. Send quest- questions and comments to the full, the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Elena Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the off switch. Uh, I am, but uh, yeah. Thanks again to our sponsor, uh, SK Hynix. And thank you for everybody for showing up. This was fun. Next week we have the final Full Nerd episode of the year, uh, which is the predictions episode. We're going to look back at our predictions from from last year's episode, and we're going to make new predictions for 2021. So definitely uh, show up for that one. It's going to be a good one. Thanks, everybody. It might be a disaster. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Goodbye. 2020.